Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. This is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only Rachel Riley. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for that introduction. Oh my (laughs) God. I mean, what is going on? How are you? I mean, where do we even begin today? Right? I know. I, I was saying like off camera, I was like, we just had the reunion air this morning so the traders reunion so I feel like gosh I guess that's as good as a place that any to start right (laughs) I mean have you recovered first of all this tv show was so I'm not just saying this there's lots of shows that I watch I'm really at the point where I only watch tv to do this job but then there are shows where I'm just like oh my god I love this I loved this show me too it was so good and you know being on like I've been on a ton of competition shows and being on the traders was such a different experience because it was I don't know like I felt like I was immersed in it like it didn't feel as much of a competition show as it did like this crazy scripted experience like Alan just does that to this show right like he just the way that he hosted I think just made it so fun he was just, I'm like, if they ever were considering a different host, like, thank God that host did not get the job. Right. He did such a fun, like fantastic job. Well, listen, you had in typical Rachel Riley fashion, you had one of the more, you know, dramatic and contentious eliminations of the season. You know, they all thought you were lying, but you really weren't. I mean, is that a compliment to you? I mean, is that or is that just like you can do no right in people's eyes? I swear, like, for some reason, when I go on these shows, I rub people a certain way. Like, as we see in every show I'm on. I don't know what it is about my personality, but I think it's because I'm so competitive that I think that people are consistently, they're like, oh God, she's like this, whatever she is, you know, like whatever they think about me, they have this idea, they, they never lose it. So in my banishment, when I was trying to convince people like, no, I'm a faithful, like, listen to me. They didn't want to listen because they already had this idea in their heads of who I was. And I think I, I just like talked to my husband about this. Like he's, you know, my unpaid therapist. <laughs> well, that's like, good. What, what, what do I do? And he's just like, I really think, Cause I go in there guns blazing. 
And I am that like try hard, right? Like I do, like, I'm like, I'm going to win every competition. I'm going to do the best job I can. So I think because of that, I think people just get this idea. They don't want to listen to me. Like I, nobody wanted to listen to me about Cody until it was like, so obvious. I would had him pegged week one as a trader and nobody would listen to me until it was like super, super obvious. Do you find it harder because you have been on so many reality shows just that you now come in with like this or that? We all saw Big Brother, guys. That's Rachel. And we all know all about her. I think so. I think when I come in on all these different reality shows, people think I'm going to act the same way as I have on all the other shows. But consistently, I'm loyal. I'm good at competitions. And I have alliances that I like stick with. So I feel like I don't know where they're getting like their misinformation from the fake news. But honestly, it's like, damn, if they watched me on all these shows, I'm literally the most loyal, competitive person to have on your side. Well, you knew Sari prior, you know, she was in the CBS family with you. You were at Snake in the Grass with her. You know, she said that, you know, your elimination for her was, you know, particularly hard, you know, based on the history you guys had. And, you know, she had to do what she had to do. But really, it's the one she had a really tough time with. I mean, do you believe this about Sari? Oh, no, absolutely not. I feel like I love Sari so much. Listen, she played that game. She played us all. I really feel like it was an honor to play with Sari because she played that game. Like she did such an amazing job as that trader. So no, I don't believe for a second that I was her hardest banishment. I don't believe for a second it was, I mean, I'm sure it was hard for her to turn on Andy and Quentin in the end, but I don't believe it was like that passes when you win that 250. Like, come on. You know, I mean, I've played these games. I know how it is. Like the second you're, like almost gonna win and you have to screw someone over you're like oh it's so hard and then like as soon as you win you're it's done like she won the money she won the game you know so I mean good for her she played it are you guys in a good place now like it's all water under the bridge you understand as a gamer no as a gamer I respect everything Suri did like she had to I knew the second I knew Suri was a traitor was when she turned on me because if she was not a trader, she would, ne- that's not Suri's game. Like she doesn't turn on her people. So I don't think she would ever turn on me if she was a faithful. So I knew, and Stephanie knew actually, Stephanie and I talk about it all the time. Stephanie was like, that cemented it for me. Do you think that says something about Survivor? You know, look, it's the granddaddy of the competitions. It was the first, I mean, one could argue with what they go through. You know, it really, some could argue it really is the hardest. Like, do you think there's like a leg up, like Sari had a leg up or that Survivor players have a leg up when you guys are all mashed together? I hate playing against Survivor players because they're so good. They're just so good at strategy. Big Brother prepares us strategy but I will say survivor people they are good I don't know if it's the casting and the people that are drawn to do a survivor but they are good at competition shows so this and the strategy behind it everyone that I know from survivor are really great strategically do you think it's harder than big brother just in terms of like the element you know because they have the elements or no big brother's kind of a mind you know I'm not listen I'm not taking anything away from big brother (laughs) trust me but like I'm just curious if you think it's harder Listen, I think Jeff needs to put me on Survivor so I can have an educated conversation about this. <laughs> like, I I feel like it could be, but 
I've heard Big Brother from people saying Big Brother is a little bit harder. So I think, you know, I'd, I'd like to give it a shot and see. <laughs> have you ever, tried, I'm listening, you were on The Amazing Race, Snake in yeah. the Grass, you've done everything, Celebrity Fear Factor. Like, have you ever approached Jeff Probst? Or, I mean, you're in the CBS family. Right? No, I know. I never have. I always tell them I want to do it. I always like put myself out there, but no, I've never like actually t- talked to them about it. Let's just put that out there in the world. Let's do it. Well, look, I mean, you know, we have a lot of Bravo fans listening. You know, one person you didn't exactly see eye to eye to was Kate Chastain. You know, you seem to rub her the wrong way. Like, what is it about you that just rubbed Kate the wrong way? Because Kate, people say that we're so similar. And there are a lot of similarities with Kate and I. Like, right, we're both big personalities. We're both super, like, we kind of want to run the show. But, like, people don't give us the opportunity to run the show. So I think there are similarities, but when it comes down to it, she's just so different than I am. And I am just so different than she is. And I saw her doing these weird things on the show that just totally said to me, like, she's a traitor. She's a traitor. Like the note, she was like, you know, throwing people under the bus. She's yelling out my name in the middle of the castle. Like, Rachel's a traitor. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? (laughs) So of course I... I understand where that animosity between the two of us comes from. But I think in real life, like I, you know, I really love her meeting her in New York. We got to talk. We said what happened in the castle. We're going to leave in the castle. Um, I mean, I think she's a lovely person. And I think there's a lot in real life that we could like, I'd love to go have a drink with her when she has her baby. Talk about being moms together. I'm hoping that will happen. (laughs) And she doesn't appreciate your style. I mean, come on. Yeah, I know. I, I do not understand how she could not appreciate my style. Because on the reunion show, I bring it. And I will say, like, everyone watching this has to watch the reunion show. Because I felt like my outfit was amazing. And she did not appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, you schooled us. You let us know it was couture. I mean, hello. Right? It's like. Exactly. I I appreciated it. What about, you know, what was Brandy Glanville like? You know, what was oh, that like being with her? Yeah, it was crazy when Brandy was in that game. And I'm actually, I have to say, I'm kind of glad she went home when she did. Because I think Brandy and Kate together would have been crazy. Like, I just really didn't want to live in a castle where those two were together, best friending it all the time. Because the two of them were... When they had an idea, oh, they went for it. And they would tell everyone. They were very loud and outspoken. So it was very, it was like, you know, you weren't able to, you know, express any other opinions that weren't theirs. What about all this that's gone? I mean, I just interviewed Brandy recently before she left for a girl's trip. But like, what about all this stuff out there now, you know, with her and Carolyn Manzo that, you know, she touched her here and she touched her there. Like, what do you think of all this? But I think that, you know, I honestly don't know Brandy well enough to make an educated opinion on that. Um, But I know that she likes to have fun. And, you know, listen, we've all kissed a girl, but you got to make sure that they're into it. (laughs) You have to make sure they actually like it, right? Yeah, exactly. What about, were you guys told, I'm just curious, like she wasn't at the reunion. Like, were you, I mean, that's strange. You must have thought something like, were you guys told like Brandy's not here because of that no we nobody had we didn't really talk about it and it was really never an issue it was never brought up and I mean you know Brandy and also Reza wasn't at the reunion right so right. like they were gone pretty quickly so it wasn't like there was a lot to talk about with them um so I don't think we missed out on a lot of 
commentary from them for, for the reunion. I would have loved to see them, but I don't think we really missed out on a lot because they just weren't really in the game that long. And nobody was saying like, where's Brandy? I mean, I would have asked it. I would have wondered. I mean, Reza too, sure. Yeah. But you know. We, what we had heard about, we had heard Reza's father had passed. And so I knew Reza was probably not going to be there, but um, we didn't really, I don't think anyone really talked about it. I mean, we were, listen, I don't know if I'm like maybe a little narcissistic, but I was focused on myself. <laughs> I was focused on my outfit and I was focused on like, you know, talk, what, I, what I was going to say to Cody and what I was going to say to Kate. And like Cody and I had had this like drama outside of the show. So I was kind of just thinking like I was, I was kind of worried what was going to happen at the reunion. Before we move on from this, I'm just curious, just because you are in casting and like you are a reality TV that like this is part of what you do in your day job. Like, do you think, I mean, I have my own opinions on it. Like, do you think that is why she wasn't at the reunion? And like, this really is the end of like her reality TV career. Just like- For Brandy? Yeah. I think Brandy's a great TV personality. So I enjoy, I have enjoyed watching her and I just, I don't know what happened and what went down. And to be honest, I don't think any, no one's going to know until it airs. Right. So I think as we find out more information and find out kind of what happened, then I think we'll know if she'll be done with reality TV, but you know, I hope not. I know. I mean, it's like, you can't, there's certain things you can't do, right? Like it's, you know, it's, you can't cross lines in, in real life or in on TV life. It's just so. I have a bad feeling about the outcome for Brandy, but that's just me just knowing like how this all works like you do, but I, I really hope not also. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Do you know Americans spend an average of 90% of their time indoors, which doesn't shock me. I'm inside and sitting in front of this computer doing this podcast all day. But did you know that according to the EPA, indoor air could be two to three times more polluted than outdoor air? And in some cases, it could be a hundred times more polluted. But once I heard that, I went down a rabbit hole because you know I like to live a healthy, clean life. And I was like, I need an air purifier ASAP. And after doing research and seeing the air doctor on CNN, Money, and ABC, I was like, this is the perfect air purifier for me. Air doctor filters out dangerous contaminants and allergens so your lungs don't have to. The air doctor 3000 purifier is powerful enough to circulate air in a 630 square foot room four times 
per hour. And the Air Doctor features whisper jet fans that are 30% quieter than the fans found in ordinary air purifiers. I can't have any background noise while I'm recording the show. Air Doctor comes with a no questions asked 30-day back money guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code VELVET. And depending upon the model, you'll receive up to 40% off. You're saving up to 40% off. So lock this special offer in by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com to use promo code VELVET. Did you ever think, you know, back when you applied almost 15 years ago to be on Big Brother in 2010, that it would lead to all of this, that you would still be on our screens all these years later on all these reality shows? Could you ever have imagined this? I would have never imagined 15 years ago being this person walking into Big Brother that would be still on a show you know, 15 years later, I have been lucky enough that I keep getting asked back. And maybe that's because I'm a little dramatic. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I'm loving every moment of it. And I'm taking it, uh, you know, every day, I'm like, I don't know when this will be the last time I'm asked. So I just kind of try to go on, go into every show with that mentality. And I do the best I can. I try to win. I try to, you know, make some good TV, which is what it's all about. But, uh, you know, I, I hope I continue for 15 more years. Did you know what to expect before you went on Big Brother? Like, were you like, how did you, I don't even know really the story. Like, did you kind of set out? Were you a big fan of Big Brother? Or were you just kind of like, sure, this sounds great. Why not? I'm like, I have nothing to do this week with my life. I might as well go and try, (laughs) try out for the show. Because people do come to it from so many different angles. Well, I think, you know, uh, for me, I was a huge fan of Big Brother. So I knew that I really wanted to go into that show and play a game very similar to Janelle, um, who I'm a huge fan of from Big Brother. I knew that I wanted to win. It was for $500,000. And I knew that I needed to make good TV. And it's a business, right? And like, for me, I knew going into it, I was looking at it like a business, like it's a $500,000 paycheck. And I am there to make television. And I wanted to, you know, whatever I could do, but but also being true and authentic. Like I never try to, you know, I don't, tr- it's not scripted television. So I try to be authentic and in the moment and just kind of live my life and say what's on my mind. And I don't really have a plan usually. <laughs> Well, you kind of touched upon this earlier, like with the traders and, you know, but even, especially like that first season of Big Brother, right away, people had such a visceral reaction. Your castmates, America, lots of people hated yeah. you. Lots of people loved you. Like, I mean, were you shocked at that, that you really aren't this middle of the road? Like, or were you like, okay, well, my whole life, people have always had either a love or hate relationship with me. No, never. I've always, I always thought I was like, love, but you know, in the real world, you're, people aren't going to, you know, approach you and say things to your face like they do on reality TV. So I don't know. It it did make me wonder if I, if my personality had always been like, you know, a certain way that affected people a certain way, but I never really thought about it. And I think that's probably the best kind of reality TV personalities that we like are ones that just go in there and be themselves and don't really have to think about, you know, changing for the cameras or whatever. Well, you are involved in casting. Like, are you still, is that still like your day job? Do you still do a lot of casting and stuff? Oh yeah, I'm casting. Yes, Uh, actually I will plug this. I'm casting the Golden Bachelor right now. And we're looking for the guy for the Golden Bachelor. We're casting people um, from ages like, you know, 55 to 75, but really all ages for this, the Golden, for people in their senior years to find love. 
Is that definitely going to be on ABC? Because we've heard of this show for so many years. Like, it seems like it's really happening now. It's re- it's really happening. It's filming. And we're really going through the casting process. We're, we're, we're casting men. We're casting women. Um, I actually don't know if it's going to be like ABC, Hulu. It could be, you know, we're not, I'm not 100% sure. I mean, I'm, I only know what they tell me. <laughs> Well, hello, right here. If they ever need someone for Big Brother, you feel free to throw my name in there if you're enjoying this. I think it is such a brilliant game. I I do. I really think it is such a brilliant game. Yes. What advice do you have? Like, say there are people out there listening since this is your job. Like, what do people do that want to be on reality TV? Like, should they wake up? Should they check postings? They should follow you on Instagram. Like, what should someone do that's listening that says, like, I'm just, I I want to be the next Rachel Riley? Yeah, I think mostly follow the casting producers on Instagram. So whatever show you want to be on, I think that's the biggest mistake people make. Like some people are just, I talked to a bunch of people in their 20s and they're like, I want to be on any show. And I'm like, let's figure out what, if you're doing unscripted, you need to figure out what show you want to be on. Let's like dial into you know, why you want to be on the show, how you're going to play the show. Or if it's a doc you follow, like how are you going to create this, you know, person and and be part of this cast because I think people are just like I want to do whatever and it that doesn't work because we have to cast we can only cast a certain amount of people and we have thousands of applicants so you want to make sure you look good you want to make sure you put your best foot forward think of it like a job interview is a job right you want to have like good lighting good sound you want to you know dress nicely um be yourself like if you wear a cowboy hat and a you know t-shirt wear a cowboy hat and a t-shirt if, but if you wear like a nice blazer and then wear a nice blazer um and if you're applying for a dating show like there's certain things you can say like i want to find love i'm here to like you know mess up all the people's games and i'm a ladies man or whatever um if you want to do a competition show say that you're there to win if you want to be on a docu-follow, like I do cast a ton of docu-follows too. And we always know like what we're looking for. So if we're recruiting you, like answer your DM, <laughs> you know, like just you have an open mind and have fun with it and um, go in and, you know, be authentic and be as much of yourself as you can, but like dial into that part of yourself that is like a fun story or a big personality. Is that what you look for authenticity? And like, what do you think is the biggest mistake people make in the process of like applying? Oh, all the time. People say to us what we want to hear. And we know I can read through that immediately. Same here. Yeah. And I hate when people are just like, you know, they feel like they're going through the motions or they're not excited about it. Um, You know, I interview people for like, you know, Love Island or date or any dating show, really. And they're like the hottest person you've ever met in their 20s, right? And you're just like, Jesus, you need to be on this show. But when you get them on, on the interview, they're just like a dud. They're like, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't care. Be- people like love me, but um, I don't really care if I'm on the show. And I'm like, no, don't not say that. <laughs> like, you know, and then then, of course, you also have the people that say what exactly what you want them to say. And you can just say, you you know, they, they've been practicing it. And it's a line that they're they've written for themselves. And I think like, what should people be realistic? Like you look at like a Jersey Shore or like a Vanderpump Rules, like, you know, the chances of it, like just being a new show and being a blockbuster are really, it's hard. It is hard. It is hard. And I think 
that's the thing. You have to go into it thinking that it is going to be a blockbuster and it is going to be, you know, this big opportunity. But by the same token, yeah, like have real expectations. You know, this might just be a, an opportunity to, uh, you know, have an adventure and kind of, you know, explore a part of your life that you might not have had opportunities to explore. And so if you look at it like that and you go into with that mindset, then you're going to have a great experience and you're probably going to make amazing television because you're looking at it like this might be the last time you ever do this, you know? And so I think it's, it's important to look at it like that. And that's why I do, I take every, uh, myself, I, I think I have longevity on television because I do take every opportunity is like, this might be the last time and I'm going to give it my all. Do you think, like you mentioned before, like it's a business, like when you started on Big Brother, you did come back. I imagine that was such great redemption in season 13 when you actually won the prize. Yes. I mean, is it like a business for you? Like, okay, I'm going to go on the trader. Sure. Because this could be 250. Sure. Amazing race. Like, I mean, is it truly a business now for you? I mean, every show you seem to go on does have a cash prize. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I for me, I have had the opportunity to go on all these like huge cash prize shows. So of course, I look at it like, I'm there to win like the 100%. It's a business. I'm there to win. I'm there to make good television. But I do live in each moment like that moment could be the second I go home, I could get banished, I could get murdered, I could get, you know, something might happen, I might not ever have an opportunity like this again. So I do, I do go in with that idea and I wear my heart on my sleeve and I try to be very present in the moment. But of course, like when I make these conscious decisions to go on the shows, I do have to consider like, you know, it's $250,000. It's a million dollar grand prize. Like, what am I going to do to get there? <laughs> do you find like, cause I mean, look, we've seen this on the bachelor a lot and like, look, we're in a different place of reality TV. Right. So I imagine like, I'm like you, I mean, cause I've interviewed so many people, like I could weed through the BS within like a second. You want authenticity. And I think the people that get chosen for shows are authentic. It's almost like they really want it because they're right for it, but they're not looking for all the other stuff, like the fame. And like, is that a big thing you try to weed out? Like all the fame whores. And I mean, obviously uh, people yes. are there for those reasons, right? Yeah. I wish we could have a better like bullshit radar, like, <laughs> you know, Poker Face, this new show, she's like bullshit. And I'm like, damn, I wish I could be like that. But like, unfortunately, sometimes people are so good at bullshitting that they can talk their way into a show because they check all the boxes. They have this great story. They are good looking. You know, it, it, so it is hard from a casting standpoint. We do try to do as much due diligence as we can. But from a casting standpoint, it is it's not easy all the time to figure out who is going on for the right reasons and who's just going on for an Instagram following. And I wish like social media has changed it so much. I wish it hadn't. And now with, it's really cute because when I interview these people for Golden Bachelor, they're so genuine and just, I have, you know, I have men crying to me, 70 year old men crying to me about their life stories. And it's just, it feels so real. And I think that this, I'm really excited about this show and it makes me really excited about reality television because those are the stories we look for. Like I love unscripted because these are real stories, you know, and, and sure it's like heightened and sure it's, you know, a, a crazy experience or a crazy situation, but I love unscripted because the stories people tell are so real and everyone that is picked to be on an unscripted show has a unique story and a unique point of view. 
and this seven-year-old is not there for the Instagram followers. I know a lot of them don't even have Instagram, which is a positive. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. What would you give advice to someone? Like, what does it take to win big brother having won it and being one of the best players in big brother history? Like, what would you say to people? I'd like to say, say I get chosen next season. And Julie Chen says, put that podcast aside, which I don't know if I can do that, but we have enough (laughs) episodes in the can that we could still release them while I'm in the big brother house. What is the advice for someone? to win big brother win big brother you have to go in with the like ability of a chameleon you have to be able to blend into every situation you have to be able to win competitions but not win competitions you have to be able to you know win people over and then know when you have to turn on them um so you you really need to go into big brother with being very very present and i know that that sounds like uh it sounds easier said than done, but you really need to make sure that every second you're like thinking about what is going to get you one step ahead, but being completely present in that moment. And in Big Brother, same thing applies. You could go home and you could be totally blindsided. And if you don't win at HOH or Veto, you're done. So you need to really take every minute while you have the chances and opportunities on Big Brother to ensure that you're making a uh, you know, a plan to stay in the game a little bit longer. And this might sound like a stupid question, but like, should you truly, cause like Suri, like on Survivor, she said, listen, as long as it wasn't me that week, that's all I cared about. I mean, that was like kind of her strategy. I mean, yeah. of course you want to think about, let me not screw this t-. But to me, it was always like, well, I can't worry about whether you're mad at me seven weeks from now and whether I'm not going to win. Cause yeah. I have to, I mean, is that the good strategy of just like, this is this week. I have to just stay this week. Let's not worry about seven weeks from now. Cause I may not be here. Yeah, that's honestly on season 13, I was so focused on every single second that I was living in that house and it got me to the end. And I don't, I never thought about, you know, I mean, you saw my goodbye messages <laughs> about winning. I didn't think about getting to the end. I thought about like, how am I going to stay today? How am I going to make myself like an okay position for next week? And I think you do have to kind of look at it and take it, you know, one day at a time. That's why I said by being very, very present, but like also putting yourself in a position where it's like, what, how am I going to navigate the next moment? Now more than ever that I'm traveling back and forth between New York and LA, I have no time to cook or think about food. What I need is meals delivered to my front door, convenience, and I also need healthy. You guys know I've lost a bunch of weight and I'm determined to keep it off. I've tried other meal delivery services and the problem was for me, none of them tasted good. That is until Factor. Factor is America's number one ready to eat meal kit that's delivered right to your front door and makes everything so easy. The meals are fresh, they're never frozen, and they're ready in just two minutes. You just heat and enjoy. And I also love that you could choose it for a variety of lifestyles. I personally choose the calorie smart meals, but they also have keto meals, vegan and veggie meals, and protein plus meals. So whatever your goals are, you can search under that category and get delicious food. And with 34 plus options that are chef prepared, you never get bored and you never feel like you're eating the same thing over and over. So head to factormeals.com slash velvet50 and use code velvet50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code velvet50 at factormeals.com com slash velvet 50 to get 50% off your first box. Interesting. I mean, that's, that's what I would think. Cause I'm like, yeah. you know, you don't want to screw someone over, but I mean, to me, it's like, I, I can't worry. Even though that's how I live my life. I'm like, I can't worry yeah. about seven weeks from now. Like I have to get through the yeah. next three days. It's so true. 
Well, no one, I mean, could you ever have expected, you know, week one, the big brother has your reality TV career, you know, you meet Brendan, you now have a <laughs> husband and two children and a dog, which you were telling me before we went live from going on a reality show. I mean, I imagine you didn't think this showmance was it. No, never. I mean, well, actually, though, okay, so I would have never imagined that I would meet my husband on a reality show. But I will say when I did my casting interview, uh, this lady, Shannon, interviewed me and she's like, if you could pick the perfect partner, who would he be? And I said, he have to be older. He would have to be very handsome. He has to be smarter than I am and have some sort of advanced degree. And I swear they brought Brendan and it was just, you know, once I learned about Brendan, I think I knew, I remember the second I went into the diary room and I said, I'm going to marry this man. I just fell in love. And I think the diary room was just like, whatever, she's crazy. But I literally knew it was, that was it for me. And I guess everyone says when you find your partner, that that's what, how it happens, right? But I don't know, it was just for me, it was like, okay. Why an advanced degree? I mean, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but yeah. why, why was that uh, part of it? Well, so back then when I was, you know, in my 20s, I cared so much about having... I don't know. Like it was, I think I had just graduated and I was working on a master's and I cared so much at the time about having educated conversations with people. Although when I was in my twenties, I think my educated conversations were, uh, you know, on the level of a kindergartner. <laughs> totally. Yeah. How, how is Brandon? And like, does he ever, you know, say like, I'd like to do the traders. I'd like to do this. Or is he like, mommy's best at the job. Just let her yeah. go and do her thing. <laughs> No, Brendan is hilarious. He wants to do traders so badly. And, you know, I think he'd be really good at it. He would probably be better than I was. He's always coaching me from the couch. He's literally like at home telling me, this is what you need to do. That's your next move. This is what, why didn't you say this? Why didn't you do that? How did you not know it was Sari? I swear to you, he told me, I would have said the first second would be Cody, Sari, and that Christian guy. And I was like, yeah, but you weren't there. <laughs> and then, uh, he, so I'm, he loves when I am in the spotlight because I'm doing this like comedy thing in Birmingham, Alabama this um, summer. And he's like writing all my jokes and he's like, I'm going to write the jokes, but you have to do them. And he's always like, so he does this for me, like, you know, helps me come up with like silly lines and fun things. So he's he's my biggest like coach and also my biggest fan. Well, maybe you can make a call and, you know, season two of The Traders, it is going forward. Maybe you suggest your husband. I know I did. I have made that suggestion. <laughs> Why don't, what do you think the, what's your advice for showmances? You know, I mean, having a, one of the more successful ones, I mean, we have people on The Bachelor that go there for that and then did break up years later. Like what, what what's your advice? Gosh, I, I don't know. I think Brendan and I, when you're on Big Brother, you get, into these really deep conversations you learn so much about the person and I don't think they do that as much on The Bachelor it's a month right so and they are seeing them maybe like four days right like they just don't really get the opportunity to get to know each other very well and live with each other right like we literally lived together since we met um so I think I wish I had better advice. I don't know. I guess like I just I admire him and I, I really respect him. And I think maybe that that does play a big role in the longevity of our relationship. Um, but I, I don't know. I wish I had better advice. I just I think 
When you know, you know. <laughs> when you know, you know. Do you yeah. regret anything from all of your times on all of these different reality shows and appearances? Is there anything that sticks out as something you regret? I try not to regret anything because I feel that every crazy thing that's happened in my life has made me grow. And so I try, I really genuinely try not to look back and play like the what if game or the, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed game because it's in the past. I can't, I can't change it. It was on national television. So I can now just move forward and take that as a lesson and grow from it. And I think that I, I mean, I've grown so much since 2010 and, you know, I just, I'm happy that I've had these experiences really. Are you like a fan? I mean, you're in the business, but like, are you a fan of the genre? Like, do you watch reality TV? I mean, you don't have to say yes, just because you're so great at casting and great on the show. But do you, are you actually a fan? Oh, I'm a huge fan. Yeah, no, I'm a huge, I watch all the shows. I watch them like while I'm working, I'm watching them. Like the people I cast, are you kidding me? I get so excited. I'm, I meet them and then they're, you know, they become stars or they become like on these big shows and I get, I'm so excited for them. Do you think that's a mistake? Like you look at like housewives, for instance, like, you know, look, it's a revolving door. Like, you know, when you get the job, there's absolutely no job security. You could be right. there for 10 years or fired. Like, do you think a mistake people make is like you said, you meet all these people, you're so excited for them, but you know, year one, you're like, whatever year two, you're just happy to be back year three, in my opinion, is when you start to maybe feel yourself. If I were this person, I would look in the mirror every morning and say, there's nothing special about you. You could be fired today. And then I would go do my job. I mean, yeah. do you think that's a, you know, something that people do wrong, like on any hit reality show when you're a cast member? Like a hundred percent. I think on any reality show there's and and competition shows too, right? You have to, that's why I say you have to go into it with this could be the last time you get to be on this show and it could be like you said docu follow you could be on a housewife for 10 years and then get fired you could be on vanderpump rules for you know eight years and get canned and they're just like sorry we found another 20 year old and you never know what's gonna happen so you have to make yourself valuable and you have to make sure that you're putting yourself in a position to you know have job security i guess <laughs> it's like it's a difficult industry but it, it i feel like it has so many amazing opportunities and such a fun industry to be part of it just always shocks me when like a housewife is let go and it's like i mean everyone's let go eventually yeah. like why are you shocked like i could have told you this yeah i don't know do you have any fa like would you watch housewives i mean are you a housewife oh i totally watch housewives yeah of course i do i i've been watching the miami one on peacock it's so fun um i watched beverly hills orange county i never really got into atlanta um but i think that's because i was just always and i haven't i watched salt lake city but then i was like oh, i don't know i don't know so and then i have not i don't think i've ever watched dallas um, or I started watching Potomac, but then I just was like watching the traders. So, <laughs> which is, of course, there's a lot of content. <sighs> Tell me about it. When someone is let go, like, like Elisa Rinna, you know, at the second week of the yeah. season, uh, not to be arrogant, I was like, oh, she's, this is her last season. I I'm sensing yeah. it. Like, can you tell, and are you, and does anything in reality TV shock you? You know, like Jed Shaw is in jail, the Chrisleys, oh like. The Jen Shaw thing shocked me. Cause I was like. I did not see that coming, but then I'm also thinking in my head, like, okay, yeah, it just totally makes sense. <laughs> like, remember Teresa when she went to jail? That was like such a big story too, right? And it was like, 
well, yeah, of course she's going to go to jail. She like literally committed a crime and like she's on, you know, reality TV just doesn't make her not going to jail proof or whatever. But I don't know that I'm as shocked anymore because I work in the industry. Right. But I, I love watching the stories unfold. (laughs) And what about, you know, I always said to my best advice, again, I haven't, don't have the reality TV background that you do, but as far as being on the shows, but you know, to me, it's always like, you got to be easy to work with people. You got it. It's like a real job. Like if you were like, do you, I mean, is that true? Would you agree? Do you think that really factors into it where, or could you be like, I'm sorry, I make great TV. You're not firing me. Like, where is that line? Do you think in your opinion? Absolutely not in my opinion. And it could also come from working behind the scenes too. I mean, I've done everything from, I've ran coffees. I was a PA, like, I've literally done it all. And this was after Big Brother. It wasn't like, you know, before Big Brother, like after Big Brother, I had to go back and work my way up. I was like running coffees. I was doing, you know, whatever recruiting job and casting I could get. I would literally, I was just like, please just let me, I will work for free. Just put me in a job. I want to be in this industry. So I think it's really important to remember that if it's a runner, if it's, you know, the executive producer, whoever you're talking to, you need to be respectful. It is a job. And these people are trying to also, you know, have a job. And this is their, like, they go to, they're going to work too. They're trying to make money. Like they're doing the same thing that everyone's doing. So no, you cannot ever have a big head. We're all trying to be on the same job. Like one person's job is in front of the camera. The other person's job is running coffee, but we're all equal, right? Like on every set, we're all the same. So I just don't understand. I don't understand that mentality. And I, I don't like it when people are not nice to the like the runners, or they're just not nice to people that work in production. And I've heard horror stories. And I'm always like, well, you know, I'm sure they'll get their karma one day. But there's a lot of you'd be surprised. I mean, I'm sure you're not surprised because you work in the industry, too. But anyone listening would be surprised of the story horror stories I've heard. And then it's like, then when you're not there and you don't have the job and you want sympathy for the next time your name comes up on a different show and no one wants to work with you. It's like, didn't you see this coming? Yeah, no, I know. I don't get that at all. And I feel like I'm pretty, I, I think I'm pretty easy to work with. I feel like I'm always very respectful of everyone. And I go in and I'm always thanking people. I try to get their names. I try to always like ask if I can help, you know, I'll be on camera, but I'm always like, can I get something? Can I help with anything? Like, it doesn't matter, you know? Do you think, I mean, I once interviewed someone who said this and I started thinking, I was like, it's kind of true. Do you think like you look at like a Teresa, the Chrisley's Jen Shaw, like there is this group of reality people that then get even like Mike, the situation that do have legal troubles. Like, do you think it's like a higher percentage? Because like the argument could be like, you know, reality TV attracts like a certain type of, you know, entrepreneur, someone that takes risks is out there. It's kind of associated. Like, do you think it's kind of related in some sense? Maybe, but I also think that it's just like everything else where now at this point, reality TV has been around for 20 years and it's just, you know, we're going to see all different kinds of stories. Right. So, and I mean, there's like a show called like love after lockup, you know, I mean, there's, I think it's just kind of like at this point, yeah, probably it does attract people that want to take risks and want to push the envelope. But by the same token, there's a plenty of people in real life that are taking way more risks than any of the people you've mentioned. And they're just not on reality TV and we don't hear about it every day in the press, you know? So it's, I think it's probably 
because we hear about it in the press. It's a flashy story. Do you think people like we just on Potomac, like I know you say don't watch Potomac, we had a situation where someone filmed and it was like a, some fake storyline she came up with. It turns out like her husband may have had an affair, but none of this was on the show. It all came out yeah. after, you know, like you're not showing your real life. Do you think like, listen, if you like say I'm hired, someone's listening, hired for reality TV tomorrow. Not that I have anything to hide, but like, should you just let it all out? Like I always said, if I got a show, I would hire a private investigator. I want to know every tweet I've ever sent. Like, everything comes out. Like you even look at the bachelor and also some of their controversy. Like, is it that like guys, like this is a whole different level now. Like it's everything you've done is going to somehow come out. Oh, a hundred percent. And you have to be ready to, you know, accept that. And that's just the nature of the business, you know, and yeah, it's going to come out. And, and there's people that will find it that from what, 15, 20 years ago. So, and you know, you got to be right. And we do background checks in casting. We do. And they now they have social media checks and they go back 10 years for these social media checks. And so we can tell people like, hey, this is questionable, um, you know, but people, I mean, we can't make someone do something. Is that really what it is now? Like if you get a show, someone from like a social media point of view is really scouring your stuff. Oh, there's a whole company that we hire that does it. And they, every single show I work on now, it's not even, it's even for even wow. for game shows I work on, we have someone that goes through and scours your social media posts because it's such a big, it's so important. Like people need to really remember that if you want to be on a show, you really need to think about what the kind of stuff that you're saying. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What about, you know, I feel like you were like, listen, some people didn't like you. Lots of people love to hate you. Same with Lisa Rinna, Ramona, but then we have like a Diana Jenkins from the, from Beverly Hills last season. Like people just didn't like her. What do you think is the difference between like love to hate or just you're not going to last because nobody truly likes you? <laughs> I think it's, you see the, uh, the realness of the person, to be honest. I think that's what it is. It's like, as much as I can rub people the wrong way or be super annoying, people see that I'm playing the game and that I'm doing what, you know, what you want to see a character doing. And that's living the life that this character's in this world that they're create that's been created. And same with like Alisa Renna, like people, some people love her, some people hate her, but like, she's like living her own life. And, you know, I think you see the uh, authenticity behind it. And I don't know, like there's so many good by the way, there's so many good villains out there on reality TV that we love and they're villains and we love them. Um, you know, like Amorosa, for example, like I love watching her on TV, you know? Um, but I think you, you know, it's, there's always that part of you that wants to see the villain and wants to see the villain kind of mess things up. <laughs> Well, speaking of villains yeah. and Omarosa, what would you like to tell us about the E! House of Villains show that is rumored to be coming up? I don't know anything about this. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Because rumor is that you're in the house. There's going to be a Big Brother style house of villains. It's called House of Villains with you and Heidi Montag and our friend Jax Taylor, Danielle Staub. Anything you'd I, like to talk to us about? I wish I had more to talk about that with you, but I don't have anything to say about that. I don't know. I think it'll be really fun. I It sounds like such an amazing like cast, right? Like the cast, the cast is like reality TV dreams. 
It's like, well, on Twitter, now this doesn't mean anything because we all know our good friend Jax, who's been here many a time. Jax Taylor apparently said, yes, no, this is a real show. It's happening. So that's what he says. Oh, well, I love listening to Jax Taylor. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I believe everything he says, but I guess we'll find out in, a, you know, suit time will tell, right? But you do read you, Heidi Montag, uh, Tiffany Pollard, Jax, Danielle Staub. This is like, I'm like, I'm like sweating this. Like, I like need this show. <laughs> so if this is not a real show, it needs to be like, yeah. this is gold, people. This is literal I gold. Mean, Tiffany Pollard, Tanisha, like, wow. Johnny Fairplay. Johnny Fairplay, I know. Like, I hope 2003 Johnny Fairplay comes out. That's all I have to say. Well, I hope this show is real. Have you ever met some of these people in real life other than like, have you ever met like Jax yes. and like Omarosa? I, so I've met Omarosa numerous times and I love, I, honestly, whenever I meet Omarosa, she's lovely. I love talking to her. She is hilarious. Uh, obviously Johnny Fairplay and I go way back. We, we filmed like a commercial in Las Vegas together a long time ago, Um uh, Farah Abram, I did a movie with her. If we were in a horror movie together, it was a very uh, bad horror movie, <laughs> but an amazing time. And it was very fun. Uh, who else? I feel like Danielle Staub. Yeah, Danielle Staub. I've never met her. I think I've met a bunch of these people in person, though. And so I think it could be a really fun show. And I'm really excited to watch. Or be on it, darling. Where do you think, like, where is the state of reality TV? You know, like the Chrisleys did well as a family show and told now it's gone. The Kardashians obviously is the biggest thing that's ever existed. Like, what do you see? Like, are there trends in like stuff that's getting greenlit and other stuff that's kind of, you know, you know, you hear all the time, like great idea for a show, but you know, we're going in a different direction at this point. That's like, is there a trend in reality TV and other things that are kind of fizzling? I think with the what we saw with the success of the traders, I believe that there's going to be more uh, like a mystery vibe for competition shows, maybe more, uh, maybe feel more scripted because I think the traders does feel a little more like almost like a scripted series where it feels it's not at all. But I'm saying it feels like with Alan coming in and he's a he's an actor, you know, he comes in and he brings this like whole vibe to the show. So I think we'll see more shows like that. Um I think we'll see more shows. They'll probably try to create another Kardashian family, but that's just not going to happen. <laughs> I mean, maybe more housewife franchises. I, my idea, because I work in casting, I think we need a show about people that work in casting personally, because it's so crazy. Um, it's such a crazy, I love follows. I love watching these crazy jobs people have that we don't really learn about in real life or we, we wouldn't know about if they weren't on TV. Right. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Where do you think reality TV is going? Well, I think like with the docu-series, like looking back, like you look at like Patty Stanger, Millionaire Matchmaker, yeah. Jeff Lewis, like we had these, like the Rachel Zoe project. We had these docu-series about different professions Right. Like Ta Tabitha Salon Takeover and all that. Like, yeah. and it wasn't just Bravo. Like we had all those modeling shows on E, like the then we had the PR girls. I forgot. Like, so we had that more. It was interesting, right? Yeah. I mean, the Culpo sisters, I interviewed them, but that show didn't really do so well. So it's like they I think they would love the next Kardashians, some network, obviously, but I'm not sure that's really happening. Like everyone thinks their family is so interesting, right? But that's not always the case. 
No, and I think the magic was because it was in 2010, right? It was like the magic happened when it happened. And it was like, we've, we have now grown to like, they were, they started out where it was like this crazy family. And now it's like uh, royalty, America's royalty, right? So it's, you know, we've grown up with them and we love them. And we have grown up like literally Kylie and Kendall, Kendall were what, like kids on the show, right? So it's, yeah. you know, it's just crazy. And I think it's like, we underestimate the fact that it's like, you know, you have Kim and Chloe and Kyle yes. and Chris, like, this right. is like, we have like seven strong players. That's like yeah. really hard. You know, a family might have two strong players and then three, seven supporting players that doesn't really work. Right. Exactly. No, a hundred percent. I don't know that that magic will be created again because I think they're trying, they try to do it. They have that TikTok. um, on Hulu, what's the, the girl? Demelos. Yeah, yeah. Carly Demelo. But like, they're not, it's not the same, you know? It's just not, they're not Kardashians. I mean, I, I'm an apologist for the Kardashians. I think it's like, I say it all the time. I think they're the most famous family other than the royal family we've ever had. And I think it's like, yes, it's scripted. And there's not a word that's uttered that Kris Jenner does not sign off on. And yes, they're <laughs> producers. And I can't even imagine the rights they have to like control everything on E on Hulu. I mean, other but it works. So who cares really? Yeah. A hundred percent. I love it. What about that? Like, do you think, cause like people know, I mean, I'm not saying it's fake, but people know, like even with housewives, you have to walk in and enter three times, you know, everyone's calling you on your cell phone. You're not just picking up like, so it is, you know, situationally scripted, but yet we, we lose sight of that and we still buy it. Like, do you think there's a time when reality TV will just be gone? Like we're all kind of in on how it works, but yet we forget that when we're watching, right? Never. I really believe unscripted television in general is going to stay. I think it's going to get bigger. I think we'll see more celebrities playing along. I think we'll have more spoofs on reality. I think it's just going to continue to grow and the industry is just going to get bigger. It started out like where it was such a wild west project and it was just, you know, the whole industry, nobody really knew what, what was going to happen. Where was it going? And now it's taken, it's, had so many changes since 2000 that I think it's just going to continue to grow. And I, I hope it does. I mean, it keeps me in, you know, working and employed. <laughs> Did you see that? Like the CW was like going scripted, was going unscripted. Like. I did, yeah. I think. And that's interesting because also they have now that like Fox reality and friends or whatever they're. So they're bringing stuff back where it was, you know, I, I think they had Fox reality and then they took it away and then now they're bringing it back because people, we love it. You feel, you relate more to people that you feel like are more real, right? So obviously I love scripted shows. I love the stories the scripter, you know, actors tell, but there's something different about, it's something special about an unscripted story and how we learn about people and characters. And you look at like Netflix, I mean, I'm sorry, Selling Sunset, phenomenal. Selling the OC, phenomenal. Blink Empire, phenomenal. Like yeah. My Unorthodox Life, yeah. phenomenal. It's like they're killing it. I know, killing it. I mean, yeah, and you're right, Bling Empire, oh man, so phenomenal. <laughs> I love I, that show so much. I haven't watched the New York oh. version with Dorothy Wang, but I mean, I, I love my Dorothy oh my God, Wang. So good. And listen, like the outfits, I die for. Like the I watch. My husband's like, "Why are you watching this?" I'm like, "Honestly, right now I'm watching for the fashion." But like, <laughs> it's just so good. And then like I started watching Dubai Bling, 
and it's so good. Like, I just love, yeah, the Netflix reality is really fun. Um, The Perfect Match, I'm kind of obsessed with it. It's so bad. Like, I would never want to be matched with those guys, but like, it's so good. It's so fun to watch. It's so good. I have to watch Dubai Blinks. Like, a lot of people have told me to watch it. I just haven't got that's on my list too. And even buying Beverly Hills, I'm like, I love the real estate shows. They're, but Selling Sunset to me is in a class of itself. Yeah. Do you think like Survivor, The Bachelor, Housewives, like, do you think these shows, I mean, these shows have been around forever. Like, do you think they'll ever be, look, we don't have the real world anymore. Things change. Yeah. Will there be a day where like Survivor and The Bachelor are just gone? I mean, that's okay, right? Uh, No, there will never be a day. (laughs) And it won't be okay. Um, I don't think they'll ever get rid of Survivor. I think Survivor for CBS is a staple. It's CBS is known for Survivor. You know, it's become, CBS has become that kind of brand, right? Because of Survivor. So I don't think they'll ever get rid of a Survivor. I don't know about Amazing Race or Big Brother, but I think for me, Survivor is going to be around forever. Like, and I can't imagine someone else besides Jeff Probst hosting it, but eventually they're going to have to. Um, The Housewives, I think they'll just make, you know, keep putting in new people and keep recycling. Like, Lala, she's for sure going to be on Housewives soon, right? I mean, she's for sure. Like, I could see Sheena being on Housewives. I don't know. Like, that would be interesting. Um, But I think they'll just keep recycling people, bringing in new people, bringing in people, putting them in different spots. Um, And look, how popular is like Summer House that we now have Winter House? Like we make a joke. We're like, are we going to get an autumn and a spring house? Like, I mean, it's, people love it. And well, there's, I forgot what it was called. It's in Martha's Vineyard. They're doing an all black cast. It's already shot from Bravo. It's an all black cast of like a summer house. I forgot what it's called, but it's like Martha's Vineyard. And so they'll just keep doing shows like that. I mean, I think it's just going to be like, they'll bring in new cast, they'll bring in new fun people, you know, like Southern Charm, even they're like, started off with the spinoff of Southern Charm. And I feel like they'll just keep doing more fun spinoffs. And we'll keep watching. And, you know, do you as we wrap up, do you would you ever be a housewife? You mentioned Sheena and Lala? What about you? I mean, I know you don't Ah. live in LA or New York or Salt Lake or any of these places. But you know, we can change that. I know, right? Well, I, you know, my husband is now a doctor. So and he has like full time work. So I'm like married to medicine, maybe I don't. (laughs) But yes, I would love to be a housewife. Are you kidding me? I would bring it, bring my couture outfits. I have great storylines. Yeah, no, I would love to. I would love to be on any of the Bravo shows. I really want I keep that's what I'm saying. Like I need to get on a docufollow. I feel like as much as I don't want to, it's hard to be a older competition queen because these then I'm competing against kids in their 20s and it's just like damn they're faster they're stronger they're better looking like you know (laughs) it gets it gets what about how speaking of Bravo what did you think of the reunion hosted by Andy how how is he at the traders oh that was just on my bucket list of life Andy Cohen meeting Andy Cohen was up there, but like having him host a reunion that I'm part of was the most epic thing I could have ever, ever imagined. And I was, I was like telling the executives at Peacock, I was like, thank you. You made my bucket list. Like, thank you. This is so cool. It was just such a cool, I mean, just meeting him and he's so fun. 
I, I couldn't even put in words how I feel. It's just like such a cool experience. You're sitting there and you're like, how is this my life right now? I mean, you've been quite on so many shows, but still to be at a reunion hosted yeah. by Andy, it's like, no, you it's- can give me shade. You can tell me to yeah. stop talking, whatever you want, just do it. <laughs> exactly. Literally. <laughs> what else is next for you? You're working on this show, Golden Bachelor, yeah. but any, anything else you're working on? Anything else you want to plug? Your Arkansas, you said you have some comedy coming up. Yes, I'm I have the, I'm doing this like comedy tour. Well, it's not a tour, it's just local, but a festival, I guess. And then I have like a fashion show I'm doing this summer with my own designs. This will be my second year of doing the fashion show uh, as a designer, which wow. is super fun. Um so I'm just trying to like work on myself creatively and uh you know, maybe there's a network that will notice and want to put me on something else. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I don't think we've seen the last of you on our TV screens. Yeah. I was one of the ones that always loved you, even from you and Janelle. Listen, what what self-respecting gay man does not love a Janelle or a Rachel Riley? Come on. Like, I, I don't know what your other fans are, but I would assume a lot of the gays are huge fans of yours. That's just my assumption. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. And I appreciate it so much. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, that that reunion outfit alone. Come on now. Thank you. Right. And it was so true. I literally designed it together. I was like, this, it has to look like I needed the big giant bow. I wanted the cape. I wanted the drama. Like, and that I, you can't really tell on TV, but that whole lace thing was totally see-through. And I was like, I want to be daring. Um, but you know, it, uh, that dress was, I was just so happy to wear that dress. <laughs> it was amazing. Where, where can everyone find you, you know, so, so they can apply for this golden bachelor if anyone knows anyone. And so they could just follow you. Yes. Please follow me at Rachel E. Riley Vegas on Instagram or at Rachel E. Riley on Twitter. And please, if you think of your neighbor, your, you know, someone in your family, your friends, a friend of a friend, like we are actively looking and we want the best people to represent this show because it's going to be such a fun show. I love this idea. It's such a good, it's a good idea, right? I think I'm all about people in their fifties and sixties being on TV. I think it's like sixties and seventies. Like it's going to be so fun and it's going to be cute. And I think that they're going to have, you know, it's going to be everything we want in a dating show that we haven't gotten. in. I don't think ever. I love this idea. Yeah. I will try to think of people. You can come back anytime. I really appreciate your time. No, I appreciate you. This is so fun. I love watching your show. (laughs) I wanted to talk to you forever. So like, thank you so much. Say hi to Brendan and the family. I will. Thank you. This is so fun. Oh my God. Anytime. Take care. All right. You too. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. 
or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.